Before we get started, I wanted to share some exciting news. We're proud to announce that OnSI is now made possible with funding from Tom and Suzanne Crimmins, the owners of Tom Crimmins Realty, the Staten Island-based real estate firm that's made a name for itself for more than a decade as a local, independent, family-run business that knows the neighborhoods it serves. Tom Crimmins Realty is a community-minded firm with 140 agents and staff who always rank as one of the top agencies each year on Staten Island. We welcome Tom and Suzanne as co-chairs of our 2021 Board of Directors and are grateful that they have chosen to give back to the community by supporting our mission to tell stories on Staten Island. Here's Tom Crimmins himself, who you may remember also joined us back in June to discuss how the island's real estate market was heating up as many remembered what makes the Forgotten Borough stand out in the Big Apple. This time, he's here to announce our new recurring series, Local Hero of the Month, a special look at our neighbors who are making a difference in the borough we all love. Here's Tom. What I want um, listeners to understand is Staten Island is a wonderful place. It's a beautiful place. Well, sometimes there's a need to raise awareness for the good that goes on. It's not always made aware. Staten Island has a lot of heroes and I talk to them speak to them, know them, and everything I do every day. And some people are just either don't get, aren't given credit or they're modest, but uh, I'm excited about raising awareness for the good people out there. This episode's Local Hero of the Month is Mike Morell, a person who has strived to improve the quality of life on the island's North Shore, namely in the quiet, friendly neighborhood of Westerly. We'll have more later in the show. Straight ahead on this January 2021 edition of On SI. Local restaurants continue to struggle as COVID-19 restrictions remain in place. How the winter months present new challenges to overcome. Staten Island's religious community is doing its best to stay connected to the faithful during the pandemic after months of being forced to stay apart why even the most traditional spiritual leaders are warming up and leaning heavily on technology. And a tree grows on Staten Island, finding and sharing beauty in every corner of the borough. Hello everyone, I'm your host, Patty Murphy. We begin this month with the hard-hit restaurants that are pulling out all of the stops to fight for their survival during a season that even in a normal year is already notoriously slow. On SI's Joe Malvasio shares one local owner's story. Business is down between 30 and 40 percent at the popular O'Neill's Irish Pub in Port Richmond. But Mike Regan says it could be worse. Since March, he has had to adapt, readapt, and adapt again, investing money along the way to create a comfortable environment for diners. You know, it seemed like as soon as we were done summarizing it, the winter came. And then we had to, you know, do a 180 and figure out on how to winterize it. And that required, you know, another 200 amps of electric service added and a lot more costs, you know, things you never really anticipate when you just operate in 100% indoors. But it's been a, a hell of a learning experience for all. To combat the frigid temperatures, he's installed a heated tent that can seat about 30 people. He also has eight smaller private igloos that allow up to four people to isolate themselves in their own dining pod. Even with limited indoor dining expected to return by Valentine's Day, he knows some people still feel more comfortable with outdoor dining. He just recommends that you bundle up a bit. 
you know, it's definitely a little bit cold. You know, there's no way about that now when you talk about temperatures in the 20s. But if it's not windy, it's not bad at all. It, it really isn't. The wind is really the number one factor. Through it all, he says Staten Islanders have been fantastic and he appreciates the support. They generally come together in moments like this, whether it's Hurricane Sandy, the pandemic. They really do support their local stores. They look to do it. You know, it's a very, very unique community. And uh, I'm lucky to be a part of it. Since last spring, the pandemic has forced many to rethink how technology, screen time, and social media can play a positive role in daily lives. Like others, Staten Island's churches have found new avenues to reach the faithful and offer support during this ongoing crisis. I recently had the chance to catch up with Father Jack Soler and parishioner and religious educational teacher Vinnie Madugno at the Church of St. Clement and St. Michael in Mariner's Harbor about how the parish community has adapted, thrived, and grown stronger. Thank you both so much for being with me today. For our listeners, do you mind introducing yourselves? I'm Father Jack Soler. I'm the pastor at the Church of St. Clement, St. Michael in Mariner's Harbor here on Staten Island. I am Vinnie Madugno. I am the Assistant Coordinator of Religious Education, as well as a uh, Eucharistic Minister, and Father Jack Soler's right hand at uh, the parish of St. Clement St. Michael, where I grew up in Mariners Harbor, Staten Island. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for that, and thank you for spending some time with me today. We are recording this in January 2021, so I wanted to ask, when were you forced to remotely share Mass? I'm pretty sure the date was the 15th of March, 2020. Just before that day, I think that's a Sunday, that right before that day was when we got the notice that the Archdiocese was following the recommendations of the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, and uh, we were stopping having public celebration of Mass. We began streaming within two weeks. I think it was a week, week and a half, I think that we finally went on. It was because Palm Sunday was, was right there for me, also, too, during the day, I'm a New York City public school teacher, so the schools closed on the 13th, and they gave teachers three days the following week to get everything out of the building, and that was when I was, as a media teacher, given the okay by the school to take streaming equipment to, that we had just ordered at the time for mm -hmm. our performing arts department, um, so we could stream live shows and things. And the principal said, there's no better professional development than to actually use this. And I know that you are active in the church. Maybe you could figure out how to use this for school, but in the meantime, set it up at the church. And that's exactly what Father Jack and I did. And now, of course, we figured out that you could just easily stream with a pro account, a Zoom meeting to Facebook. But before then, uh, Zoom wasn't streaming to Facebook. So... We had to get a little innovative. We had to get a little creative. And that's how it started. Yeah, I just, I, I have to say this out loud, even though you're not asking because I have to make a confession, a public confession here. I was completely against any sort of streaming or technology. He had brought it up to me years before, literally years before he had mentioned different things. We talked about different things, even starting a podcast or with the, with the homilies or something. And I said, not even conversation. No, 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 no. I just didn't think it would be useful. I didn't think it was immoral or illegal. I just thought it was useful. Man, was I wrong uh, completely. Also, I didn't think the shutdown would be that long. Uh, right, right. I mean, you, you mentioned a few dates that in my mind will live in infamy, right? Those, those dates in March when all of a sudden everything came to a crashing halt. 
And I'm very intrigued by your story, Vinny, about like bringing some of these uh, technologies together and connecting the members of the parish and then, you know, the Staten Island community at large together. And I, I understand, Father, that you were not a big fan of the idea to begin with. But can you talk to me about like navigating the challenges at that time and accepting this reality? The reality is we closed on that or the first official day we didn't have public mass was the Sunday and on that the next day, just by Providence, the Staten Island Vicariate Deanery, the, the Council of Catholic Churches on Staten Island had our meeting, our monthly meeting, just happened to line up the next day. And they didn't say we would be closed for a long time, but they strongly hinted at it. Um, they directly quote, well, they're saying around eight weeks, we have to look at things. And I remember looking at a priest friend of mine next to me and saying, dude, I think he just said we're going to lose Easter. He said, no way. I said, look, man, I, these guys aren't dropping these dates by accident. They're doing it because they're trying to prime us for it. And I'm not going to blink on this. And so I think that night, if not the next day, is when I messaged and said, some, literally, I wrote something like, hey, remember how you've been telling me to do this for like years? And I said, no. I was, <laughs> oops. And then <laughs> we, we started realizing that and, and just on a personal level, my real frustration as a priest, I had conversations, we had conversations about me going house to house to celebrate mass. I thought about trying just to visit people. I try, but the reality was, is the, the sickness was so new, I could actually make things worse if I had gotten it. I didn't, I haven't gotten the disease, uh, God's providence and, and a little bit of luck. If I, if I go to every house, good spiritually, but I could, I could literally infect my whole parish. So in the end, the only open door was the virtual one. And I had to figure out on my own, just my comfort level with being on camera or recorded is not as important as being able to reach people. Not only were we hitting our parishioners and our kids, but we started getting people from Florida, Mexico, right. Puerto Rico, just from a little Staten Island Facebook parish page that people can like or follow. And once things started to lift after... The, the summer started to come in. We kept going with it. We wound up getting the same equipment that I used at the school. And now we have a whole setup in the church, which is beautiful. We're enhancing it little by little as we go. And people are staying connected. We've even done religious education this year. Instead of going back, we transitioned our CCD program to virtual, just like the school system. And now the kids are able to watch masses with their classes on Google Meets. We take attendance. We have a brief discussion with the kids every week. Their families are watching with them. They're streaming it live on their big televisions in their living rooms. And it's giving more of like a 21st century modern approach, but with the preservation of the old world customs and classic practices of the church, which is what I like because it's teaching the kids. Yeah, church could be cool at the same time that we keep our respect for it. But I was also proud that 92 days straight, we didn't miss yeah. a daily mass yeah. people to hear the word. When other churches, uh, and I'm not talking bad, they just didn't have the means yet. And we even helped some other churches. by They, they would link onto our Facebook page and share it to their parish and so on and so forth. And then just the benefits of the other parts of the year that came up, October, the month of the rosary. We started streaming the rosary just because we could do it now. 10,000 people over the month joined us in rosary prayers. December, we were able to create a virtual Christmas pageant yeah. that other religious ed programs around the island used. And, you know, lo and behold, in a very dark time, we were able to bring some light. And we got some beautiful messages. Both he and I are the admins on the Facebook page. 
and we're able to see such beautiful messages, words of hope, people that were able to get through the pandemic. Not everybody is as fortunate as I am to have a family around them. Some people live alone. Not everybody's as fortunate to be able to receive the Eucharist because I was blessed to be in the church to bring the stream to people. Things like that really weigh heavy on people. That's so amazing. So many positive outcomes based on some really challenging times. I'm wondering, will you continue to integrate these changes in the future? Yes, absolutely. Once we went live, and this was the last part of my hesitation, the last day or two, after I got over my own personal hangups, the last day or two was as a priest, I don't like becoming dependable and then not dependable. That's, That's dangerous to someone's faith. And so if someone gets used to this mass, I mentally had decided we're gonna make this permanent the minute I said yes, because I said, if we're gonna start streaming this, you can't make this available to someone and they becomes, this becomes their way of reaching to God and they don't have a choice in the matter, the churches were closed. But even if once churches are open, they may live too far for them to get here. But also, you know, people who are sick or, 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 or unable to travel, once you be, do that, you can't pull your foot out, you know, from under them, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna knock them over in their faith. That's excellent. And just to make sure that it's clear, where can people go to connect with you? So we have a Facebook page, um, which is a like page. And that's great on Facebook because not everybody has Facebook and they don't want Facebook. The priest did not want Facebook. And I don't (laughs) blame him. But what we had to do was set up an account that he has that's not public just to be able to carry the stream. So we created a page because you have to have a page. And then through the admins, we were able to create the parish of St. Clement, St. Michael, Marinus Harbor, Staten Island. If you start to type in the parish of St. Clement or St. Michael, it comes right up. You know, you don't have to like the page. You could just press the follow button if you have a Facebook. If you don't have a Facebook, the beauty of it is it's like a regular website. You can go to watch the video every week and the stream kicks on. And we stream two masses Sundays. Uh, 10 a.m. in English. That's the CCD mass that most of our children will attend. And then the 1245 in Spanish for our Spanish population. We are a bilingual parish and we have a thriving Spanish community made up of all denominations of the Hispanic culture. And they bring so much to the faith, to the community and to the kids. I'm so uplifted after this conversation. I am so happy we've been able to catch up today. Before we wrap up, I wanted to ask as we enter into 2021, is there anything else you'd like to share with the Staten Island community? I, I would. We've done a couple of Facebook Live question and answer sessions. The last one we had in English was one of the things I noticed, we got off the air and I remember I, I looked over and I said, did you notice a lot of the questions are centering around loneliness or sadness? And he had, and I, I remember we both looked at each other and said, yeah. And so, you know, I would say, look, we're all locked up and it's not good for it might be good for virology. I don't know sickness as well as anything else, but I do know human nature better than most. And human beings are created to be social. We're meant to reach out, to talk. And and it's very easy to get lost in a downward spiral of sadness, of darkness, of things are going bad. Stop. Don't do that. Just quit it. Okay. Go. Now you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to look for positive things like this, you know, and sources. You're going to have to do the energy because the no one's going to do it for you. But if you don't, you'll drift downward. And it's, it's really like sinking into honey or molasses. And it's very bad for the soul. And so what I would tell people is, is reach out. It doesn't matter to who. I'm not an envious person. I don't care if you go to another church. Go somewhere. Do something. At least digitally, if you, if you, if you cannot do it physically. But also, if you can physically, even if you can't get near people, 
it does your heart good to see other people, to see the sun on your face. You weren't made to live in boxes. We were created to be in nature and then we dominate nature a little bit and make buildings and such, but you weren't made to not have the sun on your face or, or a human laughter, hear it with your own ears. And so technology is magnificent and you got to use it though. If you don't use it, it's, it's no good. Vinny, was there anything you wanted to share? Yeah, we took technology and we took social media and kind of like Father Jack likes to say about certain things with the, in regards to the church, we took it back. We took back technology, which kind of had some evil and some bad stuff running through it as we know what can happen with technology and social media. And we brought a little bit of good to it. And in my eyes, the good outweighs the bad and we utilize it to the best of our abilities. And I'm just thankful for everybody that's along the ride with us and will be embracing the journey as they continue and as we continue. As the host of this show and as somebody who quarantined alone for the majority of the year, I have to say, I think you both shared very powerful messages. So thank you for that. And also thank you for your time. A borough photographer is sharing his passion for trees, older buildings, and Staten Island history with the help of Instagram. For the past year, John Kilcullen, a full-time Parks Department employee, has shared photographs that feature just how important older trees are to the character of island neighborhoods. He said he was inspired after reviewing pictures taken by the city decades ago. New York City in 1940 took pictures of all standing buildings. As an old house junkie, I was looking at those pictures kind of separate. Here are the, the old houses. Oh, how has that house changed? And still loving trees. Kilcullen then set out to capture what the homes and trees look like today if they're still standing. That tree, that's big and it's right in front of the door. And I said, it must be there. So I went back and I'm finding it was a, a small tree. Now it's four stories high. So I'm telling those stories now and people are really responding to them. It's called Downtown Doors Tuesday Tree Tales, then and now. His project has been well-received by local history buffs and people who enjoy seeing Richmond County from a unique and often beautiful angle. There is no other place like Staten Island. I know it sounds like a cliche, from the Tibetan Museum to Conference House Park to Lions Pool to Fort Wadsworth. They're uniquely Staten Island things. And that's sort of what made me say, you know, there's a lot of problems here, things collectively we're struggling with and trying to, to change. But I said there are so many really neat things. You can check out Kilcullen's Instagram handle at johnkilcullen7258. Now, we are proud to bring you our new series, Local Hero of the Month, a segment near and dear to our funders, Tom and Suzanne Crimmins of Crimmins Realty. This month, we introduce you to Mike Morell, a true local hero. The name Mike Morell is synonymous with Westerly. People here know him and recognize him when he walks the streets, especially around the neighborhood's centerpiece, Westerly Park. Morell has long served the Westerly Improvement Society, the 125-year-old organization dedicated to maintaining the area's long-standing high quality of life. For 25 years, he served as the president of the organization. While he stepped down from his role in 2018, he still finds time to stay involved. It's a big change. You know, you sort of have to pass the torch on, and that happens with every organization. But I feel my role is to support the organization, even as a past president. That's why I still 
maintain a membership on the board of directors and try to help out as much as possible so we we don't lose that link uh, with the past you know so that everything stays continuous his insight and experience continues to help the neighborhood morell says listening to local residents is critical to helping others if a person had a, a comment or a complaint uh, it was my perspective that you put yourself in the issue how does it feel for them to approach you and to uh, see if they can uh, better their situation. So that was always my perspective, to see if I could see things from their angle and to try to improve things uh, the best I could. Morell is a retired public school teacher who spent 30 years teaching elementary school students at PS23 in Richmond Town. Always one to align with something bigger than himself, Morell worked with community boards one and two throughout his life. He fought to preserve the character of island neighborhoods by pushing to reduce high-density housing and preserving historic homes. I always feel that no matter where you live, your mission should be to improve the community that you live in and to reach out to people who are having difficulties and who are in need. The motto of PS30 in Westerly is a good place to grow. And thanks to Mike Morell's quiet professionalism and dedication to helping others, the neighborhood is just that. That's why he's our local Hero of the Month. And finally, in case you missed it, in our last edition of On SI, we took a look back at the months since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, in part, how there is a renewed interest in everyday heroes. Mid-Islander Lindsay Ramasa explains. I think everybody's waiting for this to be over, right? And you want to say like, oh, we already just get back to normal, but I think we're hoping to create a legacy that takes all of those everyday heroes that aren't the singers, the actresses, all these people that we praise. And reflecting on in these times, our heroes changed as a culture, as a society. That'll do it for this edition of On SI. A thank you to Mike Regan, Father Jack Soler, Vinnie Madunio, John Kilcullen, Mike Morell, and Tom and Suzanne Crimmins. Please check out our website at onsi.nyc and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We feature stories that matter to locals. If you have one you would like to share, email it to us at stories at onsi.nyc. Until next time, be well. <laughs>